This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, and I'm excited for today's videos because I brought a prop. Um, But today's question is from Kirsten and Kirsten asks me she says in one of your videos you said that you never had a rock bottom so why don't you drink alcohol usually something has to happen for somebody to change and it's a really good question I did have a moment where I was sitting in the train station in London Heathrow International Airport down at the bottom of the you know the pits of the Heathrow Express I'd gotten off the train, I was going to my gate, and it was after a week of a business trip in London, going home to my family. We had stayed out probably till three in the morning the night before, and some football game was on in Australia, and the timing made it so that we were out all night, and then I maybe slept for 40 minutes before I got up, had a mimosa at the restaurant hotel, and then was on the train on my way to the first class lounge where I planned to have a few more mimosas before getting onto the plane and then being fed more alcohol on my way home. And it just struck me how tired I was going to be and how miserable I was gonna be when I went home. And I had this moment where I said, what happened? Um, You know, because I didn't drink all that much in the early part of my life when you imagine everybody to be kind of binging. So I didn't drink a ton in college. Um, At my wedding, I remember specifically having a half a glass of champagne because I wanted to be conscious of every minute. I did not want to feel at all even buzzed. And that was when I was 26 years old. My drinking really snuck up on me. And I think, so here's the reasons I don't drink and I've kind of categorized them out, but But the first one is that it snuck up on me and that alcohol, you know, I realized over time that it never satisfies, that the tolerance that I was building was never going to stop building. And the pleasure that I was getting from it as my tolerance built, my pleasure decreased, that trajectory was happening and it wasn't going to stop. So that was a big aha moment for me. I mean, like I said, I drank very little in college. Really, my drinking started um, in the advertising and marketing agency. It was business dinners. I was in effect told that the same sort of business transactions that happen on the golf course happen at the bar. And if you want to get ahead in your career, you kind of have to be there and be part of it. And I didn't question it, but you know, I don't, I do not remember the point in time when drinking on work trips and drinking at business dinners became drinking at home by myself before my husband got home from work. There was never a conscious decision there that happened to me. And you know, anything that happens without my full conscious awareness is really concerning to me. And when I decided, okay, I wanted to cut back, I found myself thinking that alcohol was far more important in my life than I ever thought it would be. And I did not find it as easy as I wanted to cut back, which was a clear sign to me that I needed to. Um, Because it's only really when you drink less that you realize how much of a grasp that alcohol has on you. You think you can just reverse this trend. You don't realize that it's a physically addicting substance. And so over the years, you drink more. And alcohol, it demands alcohol. That's one of the primary characteristics of addictive substances is they create a need. They create a thirst from themselves. When you don't satisfy this thirst, it throws a fit, you know. 
And living a life of counting drinks and trying to moderate, like moderation is kind of like a brat, like it takes a lot of effort and a lot of thought process to say this drink, that drink. It's somewhat like being on a diet, you know, you're really conscious of every drink. I'd much rather just be conscious of making a, a full decision not to drink, but that's just me. I think moderation, you know, to each their own, obviously. But another big reason that I started drinking was my health. And I think that, um, hi Lee, I think that, you know, aside from quitting smoking cigarettes, quitting drinking is the number one healthiest thing you can do for yourself. I mean, it's been linked to all sorts of cancers. It is, you know, this hidden thing that we don't talk about it, but it's so incredibly unhealthy. And I grew up in this uber health conscious household. I mean, my parents were hippies. We grew up on the back of this mountain, no running water, no electricity, completely organic. We grew our own food. We hunted our own venison. I mean, it was like my mom wouldn't even eat meat until we could go and kill a deer on the land because she didn't trust the meat in the stores. There could be chemicals in it. I mean, the amount of consciousness that went into what my brothers and I were fed when we were young and how we were taught to look at what goes into our bodies was, you know, almost on the extreme to where I think I rebelled against it. But, but health was a big thing. And, you know, I'm a big logical person. And if you take away all the studies, and everything else and you just say okay feeling like shit the day after ingesting something that is a sign that it is bad for you nobody can dispute that <laughs> there is no argument throwing up because you ingest something means that that something is not agreeing with you and throwing up is beautiful because it saves your life it saves your life you throw up because you will die if you continue to go on with that alcohol inside of you so anyway health was a big reason you know, now a reason I give that I wouldn't have given at the time is I have so much more fun without drinking. I mean, the big aha moment for me was when I realized that I started to feel better when I ordered a glass of wine or when I pulled a bottle of beer out of the fridge. You know, it was well before I took my first sip. And like Seth Godin, he does so much good work on placebo that I highly recommend. And you know, this is a placebo. The idea, the belief that this is enhancing my evening, that this is making me feel better, that this is relaxing me, is the powerful part. And then, you know, I did some self-experimentation and that's just true. And so since I believed that alcohol was key to my enjoyment of life, I was miserable when I didn't drink it. And that confirmed my belief. But both of those things were completely false because tons of really cool things start to happen when you stop drinking. I started to make more conscious decisions in every part of my life. So lots of things that I'd been sweeping under the rug, I stopped sweeping them under the rug. I learned how to address my stressors instead of numbing them. By doing so, I had far fewer stressors in my life and I learned that, you know, Brene Brown, she says it best, you can't selectively numb. When you numb the stress, you numb the pleasure. So not drinking, you know, for a period of time, once the alcohol is cleansed out of your system, once you've got your head on straight that you don't need it, you become awakened and conscious to all these true pleasures. You know, like we had a dance party last night listening to a song on repeat seven times in a row. Um, the song was Stressed Out by 21 Pilots, if you're curious, with my kids and like, that was so much fun. And that was just this sober family hilarity, but you numb yourself to true pleasures by drinking over time. So being fully present in my life, the good and the bad, the hard, the ugly, everything, it, it's made me learn a lot about who I am. And then of course, cosmetic benefits. 
um, I guess I should put up pictures of me and my drinking days. I don't know that, you know, but Vogue said it best just the other day. It says, if you want to get older, go ahead and drink, you know, <laughs> and because how bad it is for your skin. Um, but I just feel better now. And again, this is not a reason that I thought I would have told you when I quit, but it's a reason that now a few years in, I can say every single day I feel better. I don't have regrets. I don't wake up wondering what I did last night. I don't have all sorts of decisions to make. I don't think about drinking. Now, that seems funny because I've written a book about it and I do these Facebook videos. So yes, I do think about it in terms of research, in terms of helping other people find freedom. I do think about it. In terms of me putting it in my body, it doesn't cross my mind. It crossed my mind as much as say, you know, going to the garage and breaking out a pint of motor oil would cross my mind. Like I am truly, completely free of it. Um, and so that's just awesome. Like I lost lots of weight because it was empty calories. My skin, which has always been a problem for me, is looking so much better. So every single day I feel better. And then the the last reason I'll give, and it's a really embarrassing reason, but um, you may have heard, but about four months after I quit drinking, I did a self-experiment. I locked myself in a room. I said, I'm going to answer this for myself. Is drinking really, you know, doing all these great things, is it making me happy? Is it making me have fun? And so I took myself, my four-month sober self, my iPhone, bottle of wine, and I locked myself in a room without any friends because I didn't want, you know, friends. Of course, friends are fun, you know, and I just locked myself in there and I got drunk in front of the camera. Oh my gosh, like... My jokes that I was telling that I thought were funny after, you know, three or four glasses of wine were so bad. The the look around my eyes, this like glassy look, like it was not pretty. Like it was, it made me stupid. Like my normal intelligent self, I, I still haven't brought myself to watch those videos all the way through. Every time I watch them, I have to turn them off because I'm so embarrassed that alcohol can do that to me and that it can make me look and act like that. You know, on the other hand, every time I do one of these videos, I always rewatch it. I show it to my husband and, you know, it's embarrassing to be on a video, but it's not embarrassing to be on a video like it was when I was drunk. And so it just made me dumb. My, my jokes got worse. My stories got, you know, scattered. It, it just made me dumb. And so here's my prop for this video. But basically, I think that adding alcohol to my life was like uh, the black watercolor. So these are my kids' watercolors, and you can see I've removed the black. Why have I removed the black? Because the black was everywhere. This is my younger kids, and this is my older kids. And again, I've removed the black, the black color. And the reason that I did that is because it's inevitable. If you give kids watercolors with a black in them, and I learned this early on, you get black pictures. It colors everything else in that picture. You know, it's stronger than the other colors. It, it dumbs everything down. They just start using it completely without regard for anything else. And I wanted pictures from my kids that I could put up on my wall that had colors in them that I didn't want the same, you know? And I think alcohol, when you induce alcohol into any situation, it makes it the same. Your, numb, your brain gets numb down the same, your feelings are the same, and yeah, it's predictable, and yeah, there's safety and predictability, but it makes it the same. Like for me, the decision to stop drinking alcohol was like the decision to take the black out of my kids' watercolors so that I got these beautiful, colorful, real, vivid paintings that weren't the same, that weren't homogenous, that really reflected what you know, beauty was inside my kids. So anyway, that's my prop. That's my answer. Have a great day. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com 
And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.